This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Explainify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Eric Gerber. Hello and welcome to another episode of Press Play, powered by Explainify. I am your host, Derek Gerber, and today I have Samani, the product marketing manager at one of the world's leading technology companies, SecureFrame. How are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Derek. Doing great today. It's a beautiful day in New York. Uh, Super excited to be here. That's awesome to hear. You know it. All right, so let's kick the show off right away. Who are you and what do you do for a living? Awesome. Uh, my name is Simani Mavoub. I am a product marketing manager at a company called SecureFrame. We basically build compliance automation software to help companies get reports like SOC 2, ISO 27001, and eventually we'll be releasing more frameworks such as HIPAA and PCI. And my job is basically to help startups understand like what we do and see if we can help them. I love it. And the reason we're on the show today is because we're always bragging about the three pillars we've established here at Explainify, but on behalf of the show today, we're uncovering the story behind the why. So when we talk about awareness, education, and revenue topics, Samani's best in class when it comes to the education part. And so when we're going to talk about this today, we're going to talk about the journey from earlier part of this year of coming in and then having conversations with the team and then uncovering the need for more videos to help tell the story of the education process. So Walk us through what drove you to reach out to Explainify to start, but then you know get us through the background story. What what meeting kicked this off? Was it a part of a quarterly plan? Let's dive into the details there. Yeah, great question. So we are a security compliant software, and anytime you're helping a company become more secure or more compliant against a particular framework, security awareness training is obviously a really big part of that. If your employees don't know how to protect their data themselves, customers' data, it's a really, really big problem, especially with the rise of breaches and hackings that, you know, as you know, like it seems like there's one happening every single month and millions of customers' data is out there. So security awareness training is a big part of our product. As we're releasing new products, so for example, we came to Explainify because we're going to be releasing a HIPAA product to help companies become HIPAA compliant. We realized that, you know, you need to have specific security awareness for protecting protected health information or PHI. But when we looked out what was in the market, the reality is like most educational content feels like it was made in the 90s. Uh, It's not super entertaining. It's not super engaging. It feels really forced and not fun. And no employee really enjoys going through security awareness training. Uh, I am also bad about it. I probably have it on a tab and I just go do my work and keep clicking skip. So when we came to Explainify, we realized, one, we actually wanted to build our own training because we can. We can make it more fun. We can more engaging and more educational. Uh, but two, we realized, okay, what would security awareness training for HIPAA look like in the 21st century? Uh, how do we make it bright and colorful, but educational? How do we make it short, snappy, quick? You know, it's no point making somebody watch two hours of videos because the reality is they're just not going to retain it. It's not engaging. So how can we get the information to our customers in a way that's short, succinct, but still teaches them all the important things they need to know about how to keep uh, PHI secure? What are 
security administrative protocols? Um, do you need a privacy officer? Things that might seem a little boring or dry, but it's incredibly important to know to keep you know your company and your customer's data secure. So that was sort of the impetus on why we came to Explainify because we love the videos you have created for your other customers. It seemed fun. It seemed interesting. And working together, I think we've built a really, really amazing product of, you know, I think we worked on seven videos together across all the different types of HIPAA rules, like security rule, privacy rule, breach notification rule. And I think our customers are really going to enjoy learning about HIPAA in a way that like isn't awful, is like fun and interesting. And they actually come away with it being like, I actually understand HIPAA now. I understand how to keep this data secure in my company. That is perfectly well said. And that's what gets me excited is that from the start, you realize that we're going to make an investment in a way that might be looking slightly different on paper, but on the back end makes total sense. Yes, a lot of older content is aging now. We want to refresh it. It's 2021. We're still referencing videos from 15 years ago. Technology has changed. Animation complexity has gotten better. And the way we can deliver stories faster is really the important part of this. So when we break down the education part, We're really looking for that retentiveness. Did I grasp what I watched? Can I take a two-hour training and make it more effective if it's in a short-form micro-explainer format? So video series, video libraries, right? When you first came in, I believe that we were looking at a scope of videos, and then we were trying to fit even more in there. And then the the master plan was, okay, let's just get more videos because they're going to (laughs) be well-received. And that's really the part. It's a foundational layer of building a complete on-brand experience, establishing thought leadership, but then building content that matters that people care about. I don't want, if it's going to the back tab and you're still working on the side, are you being effective in what you do? That's why SecureFrame is best in practices right now and on the show today. So you got me really excited from there. So from the innovation side, we're going through this phase of, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, still figure out the new normal, if you would. I talk about that a lot on the show. How has your company shifted into the new normal? How have you been innovating in the way that you communicate with your clients on a traditional basis? Sure. Um, so SecureFrame was actually started in the pandemic. So we've been a fully remote company for our entire life. Uh, and we normally always worked with our customers remotely. So I would say we were fortunate to almost be a remote first company and just understand like this is quote unquote, the new normal. This is the way we do business. But I think what I love about our product is we can help customers from anywhere in the world. Uh, We help with SOC 2, we help with ISO, we'll have a few more frameworks down the line. It doesn't matter where you're based. It just matters where your customers are. That's what these frameworks help uh, prove that you can keep that base of customers data secure and stay compliant. So I think what's great about this new normal is we're not limited by physical location. Uh, We don't need to fly necessarily to any of our customers. Like you can be in France and if you have US customers, you can work with us. You can be in the UK, you can be in Australia, you can be in Singapore, it doesn't matter. We are able to help customers from all over the world as long as like they need the framework and need to get compliant. Like we can offer our services to them. And our product is also fully web-based and so you can, you know, go into secureframe.com, you can, you know, buy the product and then you, uh, we have basically 40 plus integrations that people can connect with us and we basically help 
make their entire tech stack secure. We run security awareness training, which Explainify has helped us build. So again, that is done completely web-based, can be done anywhere in the world. Uh, you don't need to be like in a, I think I feel like old fashioned, like you have to be in like a room and there's like a person with a whiteboard or like you're watching like a big TV from the nineties again. And, and that's how you're doing training. So I love that we've been able to build a product that can keep up with the modern times that can be done anywhere. And then to, again, just like educational, engaging, uh, to the point and helps people ultimately understand the information they need to understand so they can keep their company secure. They can keep their customers' data secure and ultimately do business in a world where hackings, breachings, data hacks, all of that is becoming increasingly more common. So it's become more and more imperative, I think, for startups to actually consider this early on in their lives. And we're making it easy for them to understand how to do this and make it like super like engaging, fun. Uh, we help companies get ready in just a few weeks against these compliance frameworks. So I think fortunately, because we've been built in the pandemic, we always had this in mind of like, okay, how do we make this a really scalable product for anybody anywhere in the world? And I think your team has been tremendous in helping us build a really best in class product with the trainings on top of all the software we've built as well. That's uh, thank you. And uh, I will say you get me really excited because after 10, 15 years in the document workflow automation space where things always had to be compliant with one system or one security protocol or another, there's a lot of big words being thrown around. So if you're not familiar, HIPAA, SOG, ISO, they're all very heavy topics to try to explain. And if you're not dialed in and getting excited about it, it could be a little difficult, but yet it's so vital and it's so important to protecting your PII, your personal information, right? Think about what's on the other side of things. Social security numbers, your driver's license, your medical history. All those things are digitized now. Who's out there protecting uh, everyone else? And really the best parts that you can learn from all this is that it really takes training to get people to focus on it the right way. So if you're building training programs and you're not paying attention, then what are you doing? <laughs> so that's why I think is it's really important. So let's dive into some of those terms really quick. Let's understand like why they're heavy because other industries will have other heavy terms, but like, you know, these are very specific to, uh, you know, technical land, if you would, when it comes into how we treat data, how we behave with data and what we do to secure it. But Walk me through, what would you what would you say about those three topics for HIPAA, SOC, and, and ISO there? Yeah, so to your point, they're all different frameworks that help with different things. So SOC 2 is a compliance framework that's primarily popular in the U.S. or North America. So typically the way I pitch it to people is if you're a small company, you're trying to sell to like a Google or a Facebook of the world, these are U.S.-based companies, you need to prove to them that you can keep customer data secure and that they're not going to end up on the front page of New York Times for a data breach. So the, but it sounds scary. Like what, what is SOC 2? That sounds like alien. Essentially SOC 2 is a, I call it a glorified checklist of 200 questions of which maybe 80% is operational. So like, do you do performance reviews? Do you have job descriptions? Uh, and then 20% is really technical. So are you encrypting databases? Or do you have password management? Do you have single sign-on? So unfortunately, because the process can be very opaque, it's usually done through auditors. It's often very fear-inducing. It's kind of scary. And you as a company, if you're investing a lot of money because getting these reports is not cheap, you know, it can run into tens of thousands, up to hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on how complex your tech stack and your, your environment is. So a lot of companies sort of shy away from this, but as a result, they lock themselves out of potential really big customers, uh, a lot of revenue, a lot of enterprise customers. So what SecureFrame has done is basically simplified the process and made it super easy and clear 
to get compliant with SOC 2. So we connect with your tech stack. We do the background checks. We do all the training. We help you write all your policies. So within just a couple of weeks, sometimes we can get you ready. We'll connect you with an auditor so you can go through the audit, actually get a SOC 2 report. So that's SOC 2. ISO 27001 is basically the European equivalent to a SOC 2 report. So if you have customers based in Europe, they're probably asking you for ISO 27001. It's, I would say, a slightly more uh, technical version of SOC 2. You have some more requirements. You have to do an internal audit. You have to do something called a statement of applicability. Again, just to your point, very jargony words. SecureFrame just makes it super simple. You come to us and we help you provide the templates for the statement of applicability. We provide all the integration to collect all the evidence. We map you to the tests, like the proof points you need to prove that you are secure. And then again, we connect you with an auditor, help you go through the audit, and we hold your hand through the entire process again, just to help you get that certificate. So you can go to your European customers and say, hey, we are certified. I can assure you that we will keep your customer data secure. And so you can trust us and you can work with us. HIPAA is slightly different in that it's usually for healthcare startups. It's for any company that's interfacing with what's called protected health information or PHI or electronic PHI as well. So again, we basically help companies um, proof that they have policies and security policies in place to stay HIPAA compliant. So we provide those policies uh, that they're doing HIPAA awareness training. Again, Explainify helped us build that training for our customers that you are signing what are called business associate agreements with all the vendors you work with that might interface with your PHI and then running sort of security awareness checks against your tech stack to prove that everything's just staying compliant. Unlike ISO or SOC 2, HIPAA doesn't exactly have like an auditor um, that you go to and you do sort of this like big audit and you get a report or a certificate at the end, but rather it's a law that you just have to stay compliant with. Otherwise, you actually risk really, really large fines up to a million dollars if you are not HIPAA compliant, which obviously I don't think any company wants to pay a million dollars up in fines. So again, that HIPAA security awareness trading Super, super important because in that training, we basically talk about what do you have to do in your company to stay HIPAA compliant. So when the Department of Health and Human Services comes knocking, you can be like, we are completely good. You don't even need to worry about us. Here's the proof. Here's secure frame is attesting that we are HIPAA compliant. All right. So going back into what you talked about being, let's just say, multinational, international focus of many different regions, right? We have secure content that we have to protect, you know, for, for our data and everything else, our policies, um, you know, different areas, different regions have different ways of doing things, but really the concept is the same. So when it comes to expanding out into different markets, how are you looking at addressing different languages with the same content you have? Are you working with the team to build out a plan for future language developments or, or versions of the very vari- uh, variant is the popular word. Let's use that variants of the video that have different languages and subtitles for other regions. W- what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, honestly speaking, we're still a young startup ourselves and we're probably st- sticking with, I would say English speaking countries, uh, like the U S the, uh, English speaking European countries like the UK, for example. So honestly speaking, like we have enough, uh, companies uh, and potential revenue that we can make that we're probably sticking with English-speaking countries right now, but that's not to say that we won't eventually expand internationally and localize to, you know, like 
got videos in French, got videos in German, because the reality is like these companies still need to stay compliant to work with their customer base that are European based. And we don't want to um, prohibit anybody from getting these certifications so they can actually go up market and sell to enterprise customers. So I would say today, not necessarily in our immediate roadmap. I think our priority is just releasing more frameworks. So obviously I mentioned we'll do HIPAA, uh, we'll have PCI soon, probably um, many more down the line because there's no shortage of security frameworks out there for companies to comply with. But I definitely see in the next two to three years working with like Isplanify again and, you know, hopefully getting your French speakers, your German speakers, the subtitles, uh, because ultimately I think our mission is to help other companies build trust and stay secure. And why would we limit that to English speaking countries? Right. That's exactly right. And, and I just get the question a lot, which is why I'm touching on it is that, Hey, I've, I've invested in this platform, this series, this library of content for, for self-guided resources. If you would, I want everyone to retain it. Yes. But now I need it for my thousand employees across the world. And I think those types of conversations get to be really fun because then it becomes a scalability thing. So more for the audience, right? Don't feel limited. If you feel like you can only get started in one area, then do it. Because having that foundational piece is really easy for us to move forward into a future roadmap for everyone else. So again, you could start with English and then build a roadmap by end of year to have 20 different variants of languages available to other places in the world. And I think that's what's most important is that when you do the video and you do it right and you create a full on-brand experience for the client that's retentive, you can multiply that into multiple different languages and that'll last for three or five years minimum. So it's a piece of evergreen content when it's animation, it's ageless, it's timeless, it locks you into that style for a little bit. And then when you want to rebrand, you could still keep content the same. You can still keep the same script, the same voiceover, the same languages you already invested in and refresh the visual if you choose to. And I think that's what's so powerful about animation, but short form explainer videos, these, these micro explainer video series are what's most popular right now. If you haven't started doing it like Samani's been doing it, then you're the laggard right now. And that's okay. That's why we have the show is to bring these things to life for you. Of course, there's going to be a product overview. We go back to those three pillars, but this is that educational side. Where's the value that you're bringing to me so I could retain this in a better format? I'm willing to pay for that, right? And if you need to expand that across the world, no problem. You know, when you have all these different languages, all these different regions and availability and on-demand and new normal 2.0, 3.0, wherever it goes, <laughs> this content will always be there and be available. So that's what makes me all excited about it, of course. But when it comes back to uh, end of year planning now, right? Um, we're in the middle of the year at the time of this interview, but going into the end of the year, going into the next year, how do you plan your roadmaps? What does that look like for you and the team when you're having these conversations? Yeah, great question. So first, just listen to your customers, right? Anytime a customer requests a demo, so right now we do SOC 2 and ISO, but we have like a checkbox that they list. We're like, what else are you interested in? And so we're seeing, okay, like HIPAA was definitely like a really big one. PCI was definitely a really, really big one. So those two things are on our roadmap. So obviously just getting more frameworks that we think are the most popular, that is the most accessible, that we can automate, you know, over 50, 60, 70% of the process using our technology. But the other thing we think about is like, how do we actually make the overall experience better for our customers beyond the frameworks? Like what are like tangential things we can build? So 
One example is maybe you're a company that's not necessarily ready to go get a full framework compliance thing. Like you're not exactly ready for a SOC 2 report, but you're starting to go up market and you're starting to get these long security questionnaires. So it's like, can we build something around that to help that make you know that process a lot easier? Because that can often take weeks of engineering resources for a company that if they're a small company, they don't have that kind of time to give up. So what are like other tangential products we can build um, with internally? We obviously have, you know, all our security awareness training products, but maybe you just want to train your company and you don't necessarily need the full framework, right? Like, can we actually pull that out to be a separate product? There's actually companies, uh, for example, like Nova 4, there's a full security awareness training company that's just gone public. So clearly there's value in just the educational component, even though that's included in our full suite of products. So again, just being able to provide the end-to-end experience, which is what we do through our frameworks, but what are the little like small sub products we can pull out? So com- companies, depending on what size they are, where they are in their own journey, maybe they only need like a couple things. So building our roadmap to be almost like modular so they can like stack on certain products uh, based on where they are. And then maybe eventually they're ready to upgrade to a full framework. And then maybe they're ready for their second framework and their third framework. And now they're 500, 1,000 people and they're multinationals. So now we need to like get them the French product. We need to get them the German product. Um, so I think that's what's exciting for me when we build our roadmap is we a hundred percent lead with our customers. Like what are their pain points? What do they need? How can we help them ultimately stay more secure and compliant so they don't have to think about it. So they can just focus on building their product, selling their product to bigger customers, becoming a super successful business. And they can leave that, uh, not so fun, boring part of like compliance and security over to us. Cause that's what we love doing. That's why, you know, in making the complex simple is really the whole point. And if you really get in, you build that relationship with your clients for the audience here, right? You're asking about these pain points. Go beyond some overview video. You're already in a relationship. Go to the, how can I add more value part of this relationship? And that's where, you know, ideas like explainer videos come to life. Maybe it's a different format of content. That's fine. That's not, yeah, the, you know, this, this is the bigger scope, right? How do I take these tough challenges around things that are hard to explain and make it simple to fortify our relationship, to continue building foundations. Because if you think you start at one and you get one video done and you get 27 views, if you think that's what a successful path is, that ain't right. You know, how do you build the bigger roadmap that's matching the client demand, that's matching what's happening in the environment? How responsive are you to those things? So whether it's technology, software, SaaS, yeah, we, we do that all day. But then it's also been into other industries for, for healthcare, for legal, for patient experiences, for venues and advertising. Where, where do I go to, to buy a cupcake at this outdoor mall? Whatever, whatever it could be, really, you know, get, you know, give me some educational insight as to what to expect about my experience is the point. So when it comes back to secure frame, right, we have these very ultra uber complicated things that get made simple in a retentive format that makes me want to come back and continue to work with the team that's what's exciting because that word of mouth, that'll carry on to the next few customers. Hey, I have a great friend, Monty, over here, and ooh, they, they have some amazing videos. You got to check this out. When you can have someone else sell on your behalf, that's when you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I even think about, to your point, creating that like brand experience. Uh, we a great example is we work with a, a European and U.S.-based company, and you know, obviously if you're European based, you have to think about GDPR. 
we as a company don't particularly have any interest in building a GDPR product. We think there are amazing companies already out there who are best in class at that. But this company that we work with, you know, we help them get their ISO 27001 certificate. We help them get their SOC 2. And they literally came to us like, hey, are you doing GDPR like awareness videos? Like we're using this other company, but we really want to use you because we like your brand experience better. We like just like having everything in one place. So it shows you, again, the importance of building that really awesome experience for the customer, building like a very consistent brand experience that no matter what framework or product they go through or the videos that they go through, that they're like, this is great. This is engaging. This is educational. And our employees like actually really enjoy going through this. So like, what more can you do for us so we can just bring all of our, all of our business over to you? So again, to your point, it shows how important that is. Yes, thank you. And again, people attempt to build types of content like this through webinars and you know and other types of events. We've all been there, but there, this is the new way. This is the new momentum, if you would, and how people want to digest content. We see 6,000 ads every day. We've got two or 300 emails in our inbox we haven't gotten to. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we have Slack messages and all, you know, seven different platforms. You know, how are you going to capture my attention? Is it by putting me through an hour-long webinar where it's dreary and slow and I don't really retain what happened? Or can you give me a one-minute video that I can go, whoa, that made a lot more sense. I want to digest more. I want to share with my team. I want to find ways to get better at this. Let me go reach out and find out if they provide other types of content. See, that right there, that's a value add for the audience, right? And we're here to learn and explore and, and, and unlayer these stories little by little. But you can see it all comes back down to communication. How do you want someone to experience your brand? That's what people keep talking about in 2021. And they're talking about establish your brand, establish your brand. It's through content right now, right? Video creation and content marketing. There's there's no reason why we shouldn't be understanding that, hey, everybody's digesting more mobile video than ever before. And if you're not making short form mobile content, then you're behind. And if you're not doing it for awareness, education, and revenue, well, then you're missing out on all three of those pillars at the same time. So a part of this is to inspire you in the audience, of course, but then also uncover a couple more ideas and conversations that could be had in the next day or week with your team. Don't wait. Don't wait. Just go for it. And that would be the thing I hear the most. So uh, I'm going to say, you know, as we're coming around the corner on this, what's next for you, right? You know, you're having these conversations, right? What's next for the team? What are you excited about going into the end of the year right now before, you know, the next new normal hits us or whatever else. But, you know, what are you excited about? What's got you going? Yeah, great question. One, uh, it's a busy time at SecureFrame. We're growing rapidly. We're releasing a couple of new frameworks. We're releasing a couple of new net new products. I'm super excited about the value we're going to bring to our customers as we help them basically become more cl- more compliant across more frameworks. I'm also really excited that my marketing team is growing as well. So we'll have like, to your point, more content marketers because we recognize the value of content. You can't just paid media your way into like infinity. Like you get, it, it gets you started. Don't get me wrong. And like, obviously we've seen success with that, but realizing to your point, how do you create content that is engaging and educational? So um, when people hit your blog, hit your content, see your videos for the first time, like, oh, this is really interesting. I want to learn more. I feel like you're the trusted authority or you're the expert in a space that is so confusing and so dry and so not like fun, but I have to do it anyway. So you have made it interesting and educational and super clear what it is I need to do. So we're making heavy investments in content marketing at SecureFrame. And I think even just like working with your team has made me think like, okay, how can we leverage actually video more? So obviously we have video security awareness ring within the product itself, but think about like, 
What about like onboarding? Can we have like video onboarding where you have like your customer success manager actually like a little video that's actually showing like how to use the product. Um, so we don't need to do like a check-in call every single time for every customer, right? It's not necessarily the most scalable, even though it's like very hands-on. So how can you create that personalized touch in a scalable way using a platform like video, which, you know, is interactive. You see the person's face, you know, they're there to help you uh, in the Slack channel, but we're helping them scale their time while still providing that personalized touch. So I, I'm excited to see like how we can leverage video in our own product to ultimately build a amazing, better experience for our customers. That right there, I think you really touched on is how do we scale that personal type of relationship, that feeling that we have while still enabling the, the sales team to go do more, the, the content marketing team to go do more. What you don't have to do and take away from this, this is really important. Don't go create a bunch of videos for series and then lock them away. What I'm going to tell you to do is if you make one video, splice it up 10 different ways into short form animated segments and then copy paste and put that thing on social media. Give it to the sales team. Give it to you know the onboarding team in this process. Hey, here's what you can expect when you're joining our team. I'm available. Here's my calendar. Let's jump on if you're ready. Otherwise, here's how you can get started right now. More than 80% of people in the world, if not 90 at this point, right? You know, we understand that they're buying things before they speak to the sales team. So we want to you know, try to match that behavior more towards the expectation of what the client wants. So when it comes from unlocking content that used to be so hidden and splicing it up, now you can easily become a thought leader, go mini viral, make a few tags, and then all of a sudden take the same content and put it into a virtual event. Put it into the sales team hand as sales enablement materials to add into an email or put it into your own marketing newsletter blast. If you're not doing those things, you're not maximizing the investment of any video or any other content that you have, right? If you, you know, whatever you spend your money on, whether it's video or something else, don't let it sit in a dark, dreary dungeon all by itself. Like, no, that's not the right way to do it. When it maximize and breathe life into it. So put it out on the wire, let people see it, let them, you know, follow along. <laughs> that's really the whole point is how do you build that relationship so they naturally want to follow you? Because it's inspiring and they want to share the story. Yeah, you get me all excited when we talk like that. So, okay, okay. But really, how do we maximize that investment, tell the story, do it in a genuine, insightful, and helpful format? That's what I hear from Samani. So <laughs> I got to say, uh, we're, we're here at the end of the show, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing these wonderful stories with us. Again, for the audience, please like, subscribe, share if you haven't done it already. Please follow us along here at Press Play, powered by Explainify. I've been your host, Derek River, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. <laughs>